Hey folks and welcome to another episode of the Mountain Bikes Apart podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about mountain biking, everything mountain biking from equipment to trail guides and everything in between. I'm Colin Gray as usual and I'm always joined these days by Tom Bell. How are you doing Tom? Hi Colin, yeah great thank you. Good stuff. So we are talking this week about fuel aren't we? We are indeed, yeah. Just eating, eating on the bike, making sure you don't um, blow up halfway through, <laughs> and uh, how to get through the ride nice and uh, nice and fuel. What's, what's the technical uh, biking term or uh, athlete term for that? Uh, that's that'd be bonking. That's the one. Uh, yeah, bonking <laughs> or hitting the wall. <laughs> don't know where that came from. It's uh, yeah, a very unique term. It's a weird one. Uh, people that aren't aren't into aren't into the sport as much. Uh, there's a, there's another meaning for that. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it often gets confused. Well, not, immediately. Uh, explain it to uh, our American listeners. If you're in the US and you have no idea what we're talking about, then uh, look up the uh, UK or the English uh, UK English Urban Dictionary, and you'll find out what that means. Yeah, exactly. It's really not the same thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah so we're going to cover basically uh what to do out in a ride isn't it we're talking about quite a long ride here aren't we like how to i mean if you're going out for so how, how would you define a ride what length does a ride have to be before you have to start thinking about nutrition for it generally speaking i think you um if you fueled up kind of before the ride then you're gonna have around about an hour and a half's worth of um glycogen stores so you know essentially the energy the energy um that your body uses um so anything over kind of an hour and a half two hours i would consider more of a longer ride okay see that surprised me i thought you were going to say something like maybe an hour rather than yeah an hour and a half Usually people can get get away with riding without kind of thinking about nutrition for an hour, sometimes an hour and a half. Yeah. Usually if, if people kind of falter before an hour and a half, it's more kind of, you know, muscular and strength based. Um, whereas you, usually your general, your general person could would be able to do um, uh, do an, an hour's hour and a half ride yeah. without too much uh, taking in too much uh, yeah. fuel. Um, yeah. hydration is a bit of a different thing but okay. um, yeah food wise yeah well maybe you have to cover that quickly as well alongside mm. the food but yeah so I mean that that's the kind of um, looking at yeah anything over an hour to an hour and a half or over an hour and a half like you say the reason it came into our heads this week was because the sun's suddenly shining outside isn't it indeed <laughs> it's uh, it's poked its head out yeah <laughs> and uh, it's getting later in the year so it means we can actually get out for longer times on the bike so yeah good time to think about those uh, epic all day rides when you can do sort of a 50 50k or something and you really need to start thinking about nutrition at that that's point it. don't you yeah definitely yeah and then that's not to mention afterwards as well i want you want to cover just quickly um how to recover most effectively too don't you yeah exactly just um getting just a few little tips on uh, how you can essentially just make your fitness gains from that from that ride and um, just a little bit a little bit better yeah, through yeah. Uh, through eating yeah. this is something i am thinking about i was thinking about last week a lot start of this week because i uh, i dabble in uh, crossfit a bit every now and again mm-hmm. uh, i'm trying to get back into it right now just because it's uh, there's a gym a box i should say just close to my uh, my work so i can get down in like two minutes as cool. post on the bike uh, and i went for one of the first workouts in the in a while last week and 
uh, it was completely leg based. So we were doing uh, squats, we were doing single leg squats, pistol squats, we were doing back squats, uh, uh, a few other things. I can't remember what they were mm-hmm. now, but it was just mental. It was just complete thigh burn. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, when I left the gym to run back to work, I I'd like I actually tripped just through my legs not working whatsoever. But the point is, uh, for f- literally like I knew my legs were going to hurt the next day, and then the next day, yeah, fair enough, they were still aching. But five days later, three d- like two days ago now, they were still absolutely aching. I was still walking about like a granny. I mean, is that that's not normal, is it? <laughs> five uh, five day doms. <laughs> <laughs> Five day doms is probably on the on, on the longer side of normal, but I know I know if I um, kind of do my racing season and then come into the winter and start doing some runs, um, that even just a, a run of twenty twenty five minutes can have me uh, my legs in pieces yeah. uh, for the next few days certainly, and I've definitely had it where I've nearly kind of you know tripped down the stairs or that kind of thing <laughs> when you realise that you're. Uh, your leg muscles just are locked out kind of permanently it's gone yeah so yeah i'm interested to know if you have any tips on uh eat it on food or nutrition whether that makes a difference i wondered whether i just didn't eat enough protein or something to recover but yeah we'll, go, we'll get to that that's the last section anyway so Indeed. yeah cool right so before you write so we'll go through before you ride during your ride and post ride um so what about beforehand how do you get prepared for going out for say a, a three four hour ride well, I think um, with nutrition, a lot of people, I think, overcomplicate things and um, and you, you can kind of go into analysis, paralysis, um, looking at everything you could possibly do. But um, generally speaking, uh, in terms of timing of when you, when you kind of want to be eating or finish eating, um, usually the, the kind of suggested um, time window is kind of three to four hours uh, before you want to ride. Um, so making sure if you if you're having a kind of pre-ride meal, so a, a fair amount of eating, to to just get that done within um, three hours before your ride, yeah. just so that everything has time to digest and um, it's not kind of the meal is hasn't got enough time to kind of spike your blood sugar and then kind of drive it into the ground. Um, so that's not to say you can't obviously keep just um, having little snacks in that in that three-hour. Uh, before the ride but typically getting getting most of the eating done um before three hours is a good Mm. kind of rule of thumb yeah i mean i've always wanted you always talk about uh carb loading don't you we've talked about that a little bit during the racing Mm -hmm. segments we did i think um you can i take it that still works if you do that say three four hours before a race like will it will it be pro sorry not race ride will it be processed enough that you can use that energy within that time yeah, I think I think it will. I mean, it obviously um, it, it will contribute to your um, carbohydrate stores. Um, it's, with with carb carbo loading, it's more about just absolutely maximizing um, that kind of stored energy. Whereas um, your kind of breakfast or pre rice pre pre rate pre ride meal um, will be just more about you know getting getting those levels there or thereabouts. Yeah, um, typically. They, um, it's advised that you kind of have um, a mixture of slow and fast release carbohydrates. So mm. you've got um, something to kind of fuel you in the immediate um, in the immediate future, and then um, something that will also kind of um, release that energy a bit slower and, and uh, help with a sort of prolonged ride. Yeah. Okay. 
So you talk about fast and slow release. What, what are we talking about here? What is it you should be eating at this point? I think uh, just simple things like obviously porridge is a massive one for most cyclists. Um, you hear a lot of people eating that. Um, and just, yes, something like um, some sort of cereal or, or um, porridge oats with maybe some fruit in and that kind of thing um, is going to be a good good kind of mixture um, of those different um high and low glycemic carbohydrates um, as well as things like beans on toast um, that kind of thing something that's you know fairly low fat um, just just higher on the carbohydrate side of things but also relatively balanced in terms of having some protein in there as well as um, some fat as well I was about to say do you recommend eating much protein beforehand does that speed the recovery or is it useful on the ride I think uh, for for me uh, Protein is a little bit overhyped. Um, it obviously has to factor in there, and it has to factor into a balanced diet. But and I, I do think um, having a good kind of um, a, a fair amount of uh, you know a normal amount of protein in that in that pre pre ride meal will help certainly um, with the muscle rebuilding and you know helping with the cellular damage after the ride. Um, but I think people kind of go overboard with it a lot of the times. They have all these protein shakes and different supplements. And um, my personal view is those aren't so necessary when you're just eating kind of regular good food and, and uh, yeah, making sure that it's what you're eating sensible and fairly balanced. Yeah, yeah, totally. So on that note then, is there anything we should be avoiding? I think anything that's really rich, obviously you're not probably not, um, you're going to be having this meal kind of in the morning, so you don't tend to have anything, <laughs> you know, silly, um, uh, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think just, yeah, I would say um, eating something that's kind of low in carbohydrates is probably not a good idea. So something that was, you know, super, super fatty, Um that would just, you know, slow the absorption of um, of sugar into the blood. It obviously, just slows your um, your energy uh, down essentially. So, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, just just I I think in in my personal view, just something fairly uh, carbohydrate based is going to be a good um, way to to kick off um, a ride. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I it's probably the terrible thing to do but I always just use it if I know I'm going out for three or four hours I just use it for an, as an excuse to eat crap all morning <laughs> I'm like yeah I can have a Snickers bar because I'm about to go and uh, work it off <laughs> probably yeah. not the most well, sensible way to do it but, well uh, <laughs> I mean it's it's better than just eating a Snickers bar and sitting on the couch so, um, yeah I think it, that's probably it's probably the, the opportunity obviously with a ride you know you're not too concerned uh, most people aren't too concerned about having a uh, peak performance or anything like that it's not like a race so uh, yeah. uh if you're going to be burning that many carbohydrates you know calories off uh with a four hour plus ride then i'm sure a bit of uh of crappy food won't do too yes. much yes i'm allowed to do it now brilliant yeah Excuse. Uh, i think you've got the green light on that one <laughs> okay so uh going into the ride then because that's when i uh, generally think of i mean that's when you do eat energy bars gels chocolate sweets all that kind of mm. stuff um to try and power your way around especially in a long one what do you tend to take with you if you're going on a you know a sort of a long ride like three four hours plus yeah um so i think you've you've kind of got your sports specific products so uh, like we said energy bars gels that kind of thing 
um, and then you've got kind of real food that you can eat. Obviously, sometimes real real food like uh, taking an apple or something like that isn't um, always the the most convenient, just because you know with space saving and, and that kind of thing, yeah, pack, yeah. packing stuff into a into a bag or a jersey pocket. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the uh, purpose-made kind of products like energy bars have just got all that kind of uh, balance of slow, fast-release carbohydrates and everything you kind of need to think about, you know, built in by design. Um, but obviously, you can get a bit sick of them. Sometimes they're not the easiest on the stomach. So yeah. I think a mixture of um, some sports-specific stuff as well as some real food um, is a good way to go. Um, real food being things for me like uh, bananas um dates dates for a good one because you can just kind of throw those in if they're in a little packet or just even loose you know you can just throw them in a, a jersey pocket and just take a few out every now and again to, to munch on right that's not what i've heard of before yeah <laughs> I've not, seen, not seen many mountain bikers out in the trail with uh, dates in their pockets <laughs> well i know i know a lot of people i'm actually a, i'm actually a vegan so um, okay. i i don't um uh, kind of have I, I know most people will have a mars bar or snickers and that kind of thing yeah. um and they're to be honest in in term from a nutrition point of view they're actually really good um because they're fast release energy yeah um that's kind of why they they, they get a bad press for kind of every day you know uh, people eating them on an everyday basis just because they're they're very calorie dense and they they spike your blood sugar fairly quickly yeah um, yeah which when you're kind of sat at a desk or something like that isn't probably not what you want. But when you're out on the trail and you need kind of um, a consistent supply of fairly fast energy, they're, they're, they're great for that. That's like um, a good thing, yeah. Yeah, but the date, dates um, help just because they're really, really sugary. So yeah. that's essentially all they are, um, <laughs> really. It's sort of like a car- almost like a caramelized sugar um, vibe. So uh, yeah, they're, yeah. I mean, you- they're, good. they're good at supplying that quick quick uh, quick energy yeah yeah it's sort of nature's uh, jelly beans or whatever you want to call it i think so um yeah i've been using that i've been uh, cooking a bit more natural food recently finding cookbooks around that and dates are often used as a sugar substitute aren't they you can put them in a lot of things to sweeten them up yeah they're just a they're just a better choice than just you know pure table sugar just because yeah. they've got the, they've got some nutrients and and fiber and that kind of thing which is uh which is useful yeah yeah one of my um i'm not sure if it's a classic one but i see quite a lot of people doing it up here around um scottish trails is uh, sodine you know that kind of little funny bread called oh yeah the the sort of brown dark brown kind of um yeah cakey bread kind of thing it's a weird thing you probably don't get it anywhere outside the uk i bet it looks like a totally one of those weird little uk things that nobody else will have heard of outside um but it's like a it's kind of like a cake bread like you know those kind of loaf cakes you get like a banana a banana loaf or something like that but it's mm. sweet but it's like it's as if it's been marinated in treacle or something like that because you squash it and it just goes totally hard and it's it's like really pliable and squishy and it's weird it's the weirdest thing but it's tasty as anything and it's just full of well it's basically full of sugar yeah. <laughs> but yeah. i think but i think it's maybe um tempered by the kind of bready context um stuff as well so it makes it maybe a bit more slow release so that's always uh it's always been a good choice for me if i know i'm going out for a long time yeah um, that's a, that's definitely a good one I, i'd forgotten about that but i i too have seen quite a few people using that um and i guess you can slice it up as well and uh, yeah yeah 
to have to take the whole thing. Yeah, flapjacks so. as well. I love flapjacks. Mm. I always take flapjacks out. We make a lot of flapjacks at home, um, trying to make them real, a little bit healthier by putting in stuff like dates rather than pure sugar. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's good. it can taste really good and still not be uh, just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, f- flapjacks are awesome. Just uh, to be honest, if you if you look at kind of what's in these um, energy bars that are kind of made by you know you. The, all the brands that you've kind of heard of oats are just used time and time again just yeah. because they're a great um they're, they're actually a really balanced food you know they have a little bit of protein a little bit of fat and then they've got a really good um carbohydrate content for, for energy so yeah, yeah. and yeah. flapjacks when you when you coat them in a load of uh, treacle and, and that kind of thing <laughs> so yeah chucking really some nice. nuts and things like that as well yeah, the protein yeah, exactly. content that could be a really good uh, good snack Cool. Uh, what any other real foods? I like. I always take out bananas as well, and um, which is good. Not many other fruits, but yeah. Any other real foods you uh, you take out many uh, often? Uh, I'm just trying to think now. I mean, bananas and dates are definitely the ones that that I uh, tend to go for. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. What about how often then? I mean, you're out. Say you're out for most of a day you're out on a six hour ride mm. say how um often do you need to be making sure that you stop and eat something relatively substantial so you don't bonk yeah well, uh, well the difficult thing is that you can you know be happily especially if the trail's fun and you're having a good day out it's uh it's easy to forget to to eat and um and a lot of people just leave it until the body's actually telling them uh you know that that, that it's hungry um to actually start thinking about putting something in um, and oftentimes that's a bit, it's too late, um, yeah. you know, a, a bonk's kind of on its way. Um, so I think just eating every, having just a little something, just like I say, a few, a handful of dates or a bite of an energy bar or something like that, kind of every 15 to 20 minutes. Um, if you can, just every time you might pop, you know, pop out on a fire road or somewhere that's a little bit smoother um, or when the kind of... Um, pace slows a little bit just just think about popping something in um and that'll just keep the your kind of energy ticking over you shouldn't have too many kind of big spikes you know big highs and big lows of, of energy and then okay. um that should yeah i i always think of it as well as if you eat in the first kind of two or three hours then you, you're almost fueling the kind of the next few hours after that so mm-hmm. you, you potentially don't have to think too much about um eating um, in the kind of latter, you know, half, uh, one third of a ride. Um, yeah. So you're talking, you're talking little and often rather than, you know, stopping and having three sandwiches or something after a couple of hours. I, th- I would think so. Yeah. Just, just cause it can, it take, it does take a while for all these kind of calories and, and everything to get, get into your system. And, yeah. uh, if you leave it too long, it can just, um, without anything, you can just empty those stores and then probably potentially not have enough time once you've eaten a big meal to fill them back up before you start riding again yeah yeah after me i've when i know we're doing the black run at glentress like we talked about that in the last episode mm. um so i know that's going to be say three to four hours i always make sure to take um extra water much more water than i normally would because i know mm. it's so much up and down i'm going to need it but i'll maybe there's a there's a Sainsbury's or there used to be a sainsbury's right before you get to glentress we always used to stop in there and buy like a couple of um 
all day breakfast sandwiches or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Terrible food, but like, uh, yeah, the, there's always a, and I ride even that length, it was always a sandwich stop for us, maybe halfway. But it's definitely, um, yeah, like every half hour or so, you'd be popping something in your mouth, whether it's fruit or a energy bar or just a yeah Mars bar or something. I didn't tend yeah. to spend extra on um, <laughs> trek bars and things like that. No, back in the day. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I think, uh, I mean, it, you can, it, it's up to, it's up to however, uh, you know, whatever people want to do. Um, and you can definitely get away with not eating for a few hours sometimes, yeah, um, just yeah. as a best practice, I would say. Just yeah. a little, like you said, little and often is a good uh, good way to go. Yeah, I've definitely bonked a few times on the black run though, and that's what makes me quite careful about it these days. Like just mm. uh, even if it's only three and a half hours, I'm, I'm getting towards the last two and a half, I think. Uh, sorry, not the last two. After maybe two and a half hours, so the last hour or so, just feeling yeah. completely worn out. Um, especially on that trail. On a th- so the black run we talked about last time is really up and down, sort of really explosive bits, quite hard downhills as well. So you just seem to eat up so much more energy than you know a standard kind of smooth trail. So you probably have to plan a lot for the type of trail you're doing as well, don't you? You do, yeah. That's definitely something to factor in is... Um yeah how rough the trail is going to be because like you said you just end up spending loads more energy when it's when it's like that whether that's through concentration and then your arms getting battered around yeah and that kind of thing higher resistance yeah yeah and if and if you do bonk on you know technical trails like that it can uh, that's when crashes really uh get quite you know you can really easily crash yeah Um, your concentration goes out the window and uh you've got no strength yeah yeah Cool. Okay, I reckon that's probably quite a lot on during. What about post ride then? I'm interested in this. What how to <laughs> how to stop my legs hurting for quite so long? Um, I mean, my kind of um, my old school methods were always just you know try and get home and have uh, a protein shake. Just sort of yeah. thinking back to uh, you know general workouts, you you always want to come back and get a bit of protein in, refuel your carbs as well, maybe get some of that glycogen back in your muscles. Um, is there anything else we need to be thinking about? No, to be honest, again, again, it's just about eating um, a good balance um, of definitely carbohydrates to restock those um, those stores and and protein for the kind of cellular repair and mm-hmm. and all that side of things. Um, so yeah, there are uh, protein shakes which um, are definitely convenient. That's that's kind of the main kind of selling point with those yeah. is that you can just mix them up in. 30 seconds and then uh, take it in yeah. um, whereas uh, if you were to kind of cook a meal even though um, the protein is still there and the protein's good it takes a, a little bit of a what uh, you know a little longer to, to do that unless you kind of prepare it beforehand so maybe that's a good tip is to just um, prepare a bit of a meal that you can just put in some you know Tupperware or something like that yeah. um, to get down you as soon as you finish um, Generally speaking, they they always say there's a kind of thirty this thirty minute window, mm-hmm. which is when your kind of cells and that kind of thing are, are most receptive to um, to taking in all this um, nutrition. So uh, it's it's good to get in you know those kind of calories as quickly as possible, and then just keep uh, topping things up uh, in the in the few hours after the ride. Yeah, yeah, I yeah definitely. I used to always um, get a, a milkshake or something in the way there. Actually, I talked about buying a sandwich in the way in, so buy like a just as sim- simple as a you know a fridge or something like that. And I know they're really not that good for you, but um, I always used the excuse. I suppose that is something I I do differently these days. Actually, is that 
I know what I'm like at the end of a a longer ride. I know mm. that I'm going to stop at the supermarket or a corner shop or something and just buy a handful of crap because I feel yeah, really yeah. hungry. Um, and these days I'm trying to eat a lot more healthily than I used to. So I'll I'll tend to stock up the car with some good stuff when I'm not hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like if I do stop at that Sainsbury's, I'll buy a slightly better sandwich or, or make <laughs> something for me. But I'll I'll buy a couple of bananas. I'll buy some, um, you know, slightly lower sugar snacks. Like I'll buy some uh-huh. decent flapjacks or something like that so I can eat them afterwards as well. Just have them in the car afterwards because I know fine... <laughs> if I don't do that, what will happen? So yeah, just yeah. A, a tip to uh, to manage those post-ride munchies, I guess. <laughs> That's it, yeah. It's, uh, they always say that going shopping when you're hungry is about the worst thing you can do. Yeah. And uh, I think that's true. And like you say, if, if there's food around, if it's good food, then you, you'll eat it. And then uh, if it's bad, you'll, you'll, again, you'll eat it. So uh, it's, it's about surrounding yourself with um, potentially better options. But yeah. like we've said, if, if, you're, uh, if you're doing a hell of a lot of riding and um, you know, there's going to be a time to indulge in some junk, then it's probably about the best time to do it. <laughs> if you have to do it, then do it after a five-hour ride. <laughs> I, think, I think so. Yeah, I would, I would, say, I would yeah. say that's right. So is there, do you know through your, uh, your sort of sports science research or in, anything you've looked into in your papers mm-hmm. or whatever, whether there is anything in what you eat affecting the muscle soreness afterwards, like I said earlier, like that five-day, <laughs> could I have, could I have uh, prevented that by eating more of something in particular? Um, I mean... I, I'm not completely um, up on every kind of aspect of nutrition. I, no, I, no, absolutely. I think, just curious if you would found but, something. Yeah. Well, I think I think the the kind of DOMS that we we talked about um, is just going to happen whether you uh, you can have the kind of highest quality meal, um, yeah. you know, follow all the best practices and that kind of thing. But yeah. ultimately, it's uh, it, it's just muscular, uh, you know, severe mus- muscle damage that's just going to take a long time. I think you could um, reduce um, potentially how long that that muscle soreness lasts, um, but I I wouldn't think that it could be fixed by um, <laughs> by by just just you know eating loads of protein or whatever. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, it'd be interesting. No, actually, maybe uh, the listeners will know. So if you're listening and uh, you're right into your nutrition, you know um, a lot more than we do about the particular science around, you know, delayed on delayed onset muscle soreness. That's mm. what it stands for, isn't it? It is. Um, and whether uh, that can be affected by uh, nutrition, by what you eat afterwards, I'd be interested to know. So uh, pop on to uh, mountainbikesapart.com forward slash Two zero seven for this episode. So this is episode seven of series two. So mountainbikespart.com forward slash two zero seven uh, and leave us a comment at the bottom of the show notes there. Uh, or you can hit us on Twitter. I'm Colin M C Gray and Tom is by Tom Bell. Am I getting that's this? right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let us know what you think. Let us know if you have any uh, further tips that can add to what we're talking about today. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear your experience of. Uh, what food you take out in a ride, what uh, helps you get through a long ride and what makes you recover more effectively at the end of it. <laughs> so uh, what are you up to this weekend, Tom? Any uh, big rides planned? Uh, I'm actually racing this weekend. Um, okay. So I'm trekking down to, to Plymouth on um, early Saturday morning. Um, I'll be pre-riding the the track that they've got there on, mm-hmm. the, uh, on the Friday evening and then um, racing kind of Sunday afternoon. Um, so... Yeah, looking forward to it. It's uh, it's actually one of the best uh, 
kind of race circuits we race on um, all year. It's really technical, um, lots of climbing, lots of steep um, yeah. steep lines and a fair few kind of technical features in there. Excellent. So, um, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And what, uh, what race is that then? What series is it a part of? That's the national series. So mm-hmm. uh, that's the second round of the uh, British cross country series. So um, that's a UCI, UCI ranked event. So there's, you know, a fair amount of prize money and uh, world ranking points and all that kind of stuff on offer for, mm-hmm. um, for the elite field. So uh, hoping to have a good showing. Yeah. Excellent. Round two, did you say there? Round two, yeah. I so, just uh, yeah. I, I did um, round one uh, was in um, South Wales uh, sure. a couple of weeks ago. That's what I was about to ask. How did you do? Uh, I finished 11th in that race in the, okay. elite, in the elite field, which was um, I, I hadn't kind of completely tapered off for that, that event. Um, and I, I could tell kind of straight off the start I was I didn't kind of have the the top top shape so um tr- dropped a few positions at the start just struggling to kind of get up to speed and then just um got into a bit of a rhythm and uh started to sort of rein a few people back in and yeah. um yeah came back to 11th which was which was good you know there's a lot of um Netherlands national team riders a few from Belgium okay. um and then Liam Killeen who's uh, a two-time Olympian for the UK cool. um Grant Ferguson um who's a you know, essentially the top UK uh, rider from Scotland. Um, I think he's ranked sort of 25th in the world. So Excellent. it was a pr- pretty strong field, actually. Yeah, so yeah. it was, uh, yeah, not too bad. Cool. Do you know what I'd like to do in a future episode? Get you to talk us through uh, the different competitions you get around the world. Because I've always, uh, and the riders as well, actually. Because yeah. I've always quite fancied getting into supporting it a bit more. Not, well, you know, following it a bit more, essentially. Mm. Uh, but I just don't know the riders. And it's quite hard to, you know, get to know a sport like that. Um, I got I got quite into following the downhill, UCI downhill for a while. Like, yeah. obviously, Steve P, G, uh, G um, Atherton, all that. Uh, so I got to know quite a lot of them but i don't know the cross-country riders so i don't really know uh, who to follow so yeah that'd be cool to talk that through at some point and uh, maybe uh, help a few other people a few listeners get into maybe following it and uh, watching the rankings go up and down as well yeah yeah absolutely i'd love to uh i'd love to get get more people into uh supporting the cross-country side of things that'd be great excellent well you can tell us about the uh, the round two of the series uh, next time around i will yeah uh, last time i was there last year i uh tore a ligament in my ankle and had to have um some relatively uh, major surgery on my ankle so uh, i'm mm-hmm. hoping that uh, that's not, <laughs> so, <laughs> don't repeat that this time so we're trying for a slightly improved version of that this time around then yeah i would say a major <laughs> improvement potentially so, yeah. well good luck let's hope it's uh, not the same yeah thank you thanks cool but yeah i look forward to hearing how you get on and uh, yeah, i'm hoping to try and get out on the bike at least once this weekend so that could uh, get right out in perth or something so yeah i'll let you know if uh, i'm actually manage that but yeah, hope you, the listener out there, get a, a ride in yourself. Um, again, let us know what you uh, get up to. Let us know any rides you get out on, anything you'd like to hear about in future shows. Uh, and I mentioned last time around, I'll mention it again this time. I'd love it if you could take a minute to give us a review on iTunes. It really helps us to get the, the show out there to more people, make it bigger and better. 
Um, so if you have the chance, just load up iTunes either on your phone. You can do it on an iPhone or an iPad. You can do it on there. Just find the podcast app and you can rate us straight in there just by finding the podcast in there. Or you can go to iTunes on a computer. So if you have iTunes installed on your PC or your Mac, you can find us in the iTunes store as well. If you can take a minute to do that, it would be much appreciated. Um, and actually, uh, you can you do it on any app. So if you listen in Stitcher, you listen in um, many other podcatchers, you can try and review us as well. Not all of them allow it, but some do. So yeah, if you can take a minute, that'd be much appreciated. Otherwise, enjoy your week. Enjoy your weekend, Tom. Thanks, Colin. Yeah, I hope you have a good uh, good weekend and get, get some riding in. Thank you very much. I'll give it a shot. Okay, talk to you next time. Thanks.